Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Ghost World, the film from, I think, 2001. Uh, but uh, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. What's going on, guys? This is Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. And uh, before we go any further into the episode, let's uh, make sure we always remember our uh, pickle, pickle of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Of right, oh, you know what? You know what we should do? Like, w- one of us says a word, the other one says the next word, and the other one says the other word. Like, I say pickle. All right, cool. All right, cool. Yeah, right. Right. We, need a, we, need a, we need a fourth person. Well, someone says of the, you know, pickle. Yeah, all right, Dylan, you the. say of the, and I'm going to say right. weak. Well, got pickle. You ready? Yeah. Ready? Go ahead. Pickle. Of the. Weak. All right, That's it. I'm, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to splice that in, and it's going to be as natural as anything. So my pickle of the week, since we ain't got new new comics, uh, well, there's like a handful, but uh, that's, you know, hitting this. Uh, I am picking a book, a new release novel that we could order for you. It's from a Penguin Random House, so we could get it. Stephen King, if it bleeds, I'm not finished with it yet. I'm holding it up like I'm on YouTube. I'm holding it up to the camera. Uh, well, you're on YouTube? Yeah, it's a novella Famous? collection. It's really good so far. I really love it. Are you far into it? Uh, I've read the first two of four, so I'm halfway through. Oh, right, nice. Dilly Dally, what you got? I am planning on this week finally starting dune i know i've talked about it a few times <gasps> i'm gonna do comic book girl 19's dune club yeah so i'm pretty excited i think it's time because i want to read a few of them before the movie so oh boy i need to, I need to start yes. the first one my, my guy it's gonna be it's gonna be weird for you because like the first one is what it is and then they start getting wild after the second one i'm down first I, one's I want pretty pretty normal i want the garbage and the good i want the the bad spinoff prequel mm. sequels. I don't care. Ooh wee! Dylan's gonna be the the biggest Dune head. No, no. Ronnie boy. So guess what book I'm reading, boys? You reading a book? I'm gonna a read book? Dune too. What? No. I'm also reading, yeah, I'm also gonna start reading Dune. Okay. We can read it together. Yeah, boy. That's not happening. But yeah, I got you. <laughs> Are you gonna listen to it or read it? I'm gonna read it. AKA listen to it. Right. <laughs> yeah, the audiobook is really good. Um it's got like multicast, like all the characters oh, different people. Yeah. I want a Timothy to read this book. It's yeah, it's really good. Maybe I'll reread it when I'm done with Do this it. One. Okay, there you'll, we go. You'll be done with that tomorrow, don't lie. Yeah, you're okay, yeah, you're right. You'll be like, Oh, I finished it on the drive home. It was like your drive home was ten minutes, how'd you do that? It's, I'm, I'm listening on 3x. Six speed. Like, oh. I'm on 8x speed. Uh, they just updated uh, iPhone, apparently, according to the Reddit, where you can uh, adjust the speeds at more incrementally. Because it used to be just like 1, 1, 5, 2, 2, 5. Oh, really? So you can yeah. do 1.25? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good with 1.5, I think. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, on Android, you can do like 1. 1.1, 1. 1.2, 1.3. It's wild. Oh. That's unnecessary. Fine-tuning. Fine-tuning. But uh, anyway, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. It also helps us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films we review. So do us a favor and go do it. Um, events. Events. It's the next bullet point. 
Um, I got nothing. 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 I got. Nothing. I got nothing. I got KeyForge in like two weeks, but um, I still got to hammer down the details, so I can't really announce it right now. I got another Facebook Live. What? Hey. Yeah, on Wednesday, 7 p.m. If y'all have, I know y'all have joined a couple of the past ones, but this one's going to be an upgrade because we got a real camera now. Ooh, ooh La- okay. last, last time the video crashed like half an hour before it ended. Oh. And we, we had to stop early. It didn't go well. I mean, the, the, it went really well until that point. But okay. that was the kick in the butt that we needed to get a real camera instead of running it off my iPhone like we have been. So... Come okay. watch the new and improved live sale 2.0. Word. I'm sure this one will crash too because it's the first time using like new technology. Of know? course. So come watch this one crash also. It'll be fun it'll for be, a while. Maybe it'll crash later. You know? Like 10 minutes before 10 we minutes end? before. That's, that's a win. Ron, when are you going to come on? Yeah, you need Ron. Whenever, whenever y'all want me to do graphic novels, I'm, I'm down. Ron, hear me out. Go ahead. Here we go. Today, so all the all the library. This is really interesting for listeners. All the <laughs> library books we ordered were all returnable, and of course, Sorry. all the fair, book fairs got canceled. So now Honestly. we're processing them for returns, and we have gotcha. like literally twenty of like every image volume one. Oh man, there you go. Like we have like seventeen to twenty of every image volume one. I put them all at Westheimer, so now they have like fifteen of each on the floor. There you go. That's Ronka, that's Ronka, Come on. This needs to be, but it needs to go I'm with down. different. For, it goes and needs to be with a different format though, because you're not just selling the one copy. So it's sort of like Home Shopping Network, where it's just Ron with one QVC. book on a pedestal. Yeah, 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 exactly. Where it's like, okay, guys, check it out. We've got right here, East of West, Volume One, written by Jonathan. It sounds like Michael going to do it. Yeah, right. Point. Why? Why does Michael? Why do you sound like JoJo Siwa? Is that JoJo Siwa? Yeah. Hey guys. Oh, I was trying to channel Don West without actually shouting. Um, oh. Well, anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, Michael, same... go ahead and uh, sell some uh, image books. Nah. Okay. Michael can do Alan Alan Moore minute. Yeah, exactly. Like we can <laughs> order fifteen copies of Watchmen. Come in costume. I feel like you can't do Watchmen on a Watchmen trades on a on a but Facebook they've, Live. They've all read it. Right. But it's they like, haven't read Die Volume One. That's right. I haven't read Die Volume One. I really need to read that. It's solid. It's a good book. Really? Mm-hmm. 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 D flavor, you know. Does it stay it good? Like throughout it? Yes. So volume volume two is also really good. Okay. It has D and D. You'd love it. Oh my god. Every time. You watched Onward yet? I have not watched Onward yet. It is so Michael, good. it is free. You own <laughs> it. It is so good. No, I've watched Homeward instead. Oh god. The knockoff onward. <laughs> yeah. Did I send that to the chat? I love it. It's so good. Yeah. How is that real? Um We should do a we should do a review of that. That yes. <laughs> oh, no. <man. laughs> No, Ron's no. right. Ron's no, right. we watched enough bad stuff. We watched Mortal Kombat and Ghost in the Shell. Oh yeah, I've already forgotten. Mortal Kombat was not bad. Yeah, okay, I mean it, it wasn't bad. It was what it was compared I've, to Ghost in the Shell. I've forgotten everything about Ghost in the Shell. I even forgot that I watched it until a news thing came <laughs> about it on my news feed this morning. I was like, oh yeah, I, I watched that movie or show. Well, you have like PTSD you from that. Yeah, did you you did? Yeah, I watched the last two. I only had two basically left oh, when we were okay. So watched it. Um, did your final the final two episodes change anything for you? Uh no. Okay, it's a, more of the same. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Michael, go finish it. You know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, what I done did. Uh, 
I, I'll go first since I know I have one. Uh, I DM'd our last uh, RPG session for the uh, lockdown times because uh, it was supposed to be the week before, but it got postponed. And so uh, Dwight had, wasn't able to do it, so I had to step in and I got to run a really fun one. However, my mouse died in the middle of it. Oh, no. Uh, and thankfully, I had a laptop mouse, but then I had to buy a new, then I got to buy a new mouse, which I've been, I've been wanting to buy a new mouse for a while, but I don't, like, it's unnecessary, but I got a, I got a fancy, like, Ooh, you got a fancy. Ooh. yeah. Ooh, look at the colors. I know, it's all pretty and programmable buttons and stuff. It's great. Um, but that was a lot of fun. But I did that and that's about it. Worked. We well, Billy, you, go, you go next. I'm going to go last. Okay. Um, I watched more TV. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's it's weird, right? Um, it's so unlike you. Actually, all weekend I was trying to get all the technology together for this. Oh, for the camera. You thing. know, yeah. So I needed, so we need, it's not just like the camera, plug it in and go, you know, like DSLRs like this or the mirrorless cameras aren't supposed to work as webcams, but you got to get like a video capture device, which I had to go to a GameStop in Brenham for an hour away. Oh God. And they were so rude. I already told Michael about this. Oh, they yes. were like, like number one, <laughs> no one in Brenham was wearing masks. Everyone was out to eat. Bro, this it's like, Brenham, dog. Yeah, right. This, this was Brenham, like definitely a different crowd than Houston. How far is Brenham for, for, for you? It's an like, hour. Oh, okay. It's about an hour, yeah. Okay. From here. Have y'all been? What's, what do you, why do you go to Brenham? My grandparents used to live in Brenham. So. Brenham, mm-hmm. Brenham yeah, also has... Um, or they used to have a really they the good Bell bakery. Yeah, they have Bluebell, yeah. but they used to have like a lot of good food stuff. Like, oh, they, they definitely do. That would be the only reason to go to Brenham. Well, or to see family. Curb, I did curbside at GameStop. I did curbside pickup, and then I called them. You know, you're supposed to call when you pull up. Right. I called them, and they're like, no, can you come in? And I was like, all right. And then I, so I put my mask on and went in. They're like, still rocking the mask, huh? Like making fun of me for wearing the mask. I was like, wow. Dang, calm down. Man, you COVID idiots. So uh, so was was it warranted? Were they busy? Like, could they not have run it out to you? No, I was the only one in there, and it was two of them behind the register, just like chatting, you know. Wow. Well, the COVID Whatever. is outside, so they didn't want to go outside. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's it. it. I did. I did but, curbside uh, with a with a business for the first time uh, last week, also because Lori wanted to get some uh, yarn and something, some some craft stuff from michael's and i went and picked it up and it was it was relatively easy but i've done takeout me. like curbside like that i haven't i hadn't done any merch yet but hmm. they had like a big sign right like a big billboard like right behind the GameStop that was like it was just a picture of a baby and it said and it was like yes i felt pain in the womb <laughs> excellent word word yeah. word dude not to get into that topic at all, but like driving when I do on my road trips at all, like all, like across the country, there's certain parts of the country you drive across and you see those types of billboards every five, mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Like, okay. I know it's crazy I'm. that you can drive an hour and like just be in a totally different place, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. We're spoiled by being in uh, Houston. Yeah. Most of Most of But um, I watched lots of shows. Hold on. Let me finish. Oh, sorry. I'm going to let me finish, <laughs> but, um, I wrote them down because I always forget what I binge. So I've been just so for reference, I am busy, but I also stay up from like 10 to three watching TV every night. So do that. 
I watched Kim's Convenience on Netflix. It's really good. It's uh, about a convenience store. Defending Jacob. Did I talk about that last week? I think no. so. It's an Apple show. It's an Apple TV show starring Chris Evans. Yes, His, you do talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah, that one's good. I watched more of that. That's weekly because Apple's dumb and doesn't let you binge. I watched Lock and Key. Ooh. Ooh. I liked it. Yeah. Now, now I kind of want to read it. Um, I watched Never Have I Ever, a new Mindy Kaling Netflix show. Oh yeah, that's good, isn't it? And then, yeah, it's really good. And then I just started this show called Hollywood, which is a Ryan Murphy show. He's the guy who did American Horror Story and Glee and stuff like that. And it's about like old school Hollywood, but an alternate history where like diversity was starting to be introduced, like black people, gay people, like really early in the fifties, you know, and oh, how wow. that played out. It's okay. pretty good. Well, the first episode was good. That's okay. what I watched. Word. Ron. What you done did? Cool. So I'll start because I got a few. I've been busy this week for some reason. Okay. Um, I watched a few things. I finished Dave today. Dave? Well, little Dick. 10 episodes. 30, 30 minutes did long. It, did it end good? Episode 10 was fantastic. Was so good. That's on Hulu, right? So good. Yeah, it's all on Hulu. On FX. Hulu on FX. FX on Hulu. Okay. Um, I watched two movies. I watched three movies. I lied. Um, I watched a documentary called Winkles the Clown. Winkles? Wrinkles oh, the that. Clown. Wrinkles what? the Clown is wild. Someone was Look it up. Was it you last week? I might have talked about it at some point. I don't remember. Yeah. But Wrinkles the Clown is wild. I finished it, though. So okay. that's wild. Um, I watched this movie on Netflix called Freaks. Um, What's that? It came, out, it came out in 2019. It's about a dad and a daughter. And the dad's trying to keep the girl from the world because she has uh, powers. Okay. So, that. so that's cool. Um, and then we watched a rom com called The Half of It. Okay. Oh, that's a good that was movie. Solid. It's, solid, it's a solid movie. It's a solid movie. Um, so, yesterday, Sunday, my day off, and I have to get my mother a gift for her birthday. I'm still doing this the other day. I had to go to Sephora. Um, so, I decided to go to the Galleria. Oh. Ron, I told you Ron, not oh. to go to the Galleria. Wrong. Dylan, I'm gonna let you know this now. All Sephora's are closed. Period. Are they? Oh. Now I did not find that out until after I went to the mall. <laughs> I told you to call. No, you told I, me to go to the one in some of the locations. I said go Doesn't to the matter. Highland Village one or go to Ultra one. Beauty, which is a similar store, but they're that not in malls. Yeah. The malls, it's so unreal how wild the mall is. Because it's 90% of the stores are closed. Right. But oh, there's really? people... Yeah, like, all the big ones are closed. Like, all the department stores are closed, all the JCPenney's and Macy's and stuff, but, like... What was open? Pretty much, there was a bunch of the kiosks open. Some of the food court was open. Um, why go? I mean, I guess... Yeah, at that where. point, it was just like, why go? Uh, there were some shoe stores that were open, like a, like a Champs and a Foot Locker. Oh, you gotta... Yeah, Champs gotta be open. Uh, but yeah, dude, it was such a wild, like, like I parked on the first floor with no hassle. Wow. I was just like, that's, that's it was, yeah, it was crazy. That's wild. the story. First like, I could freely movie. walk through like aisles of the mall. It was wild. That's nuts. It was a wild. I, yeah, I've gone early in the morning to wait for a pop before at Hot Topic and it was weird. It was like those people. Yeah, it's kind of the same, but the even mall. so, no, it wasn't even people power walking through the mall. It was like normal people just going to shop. It was wild. 
That's weird. They but nothing was that. open. It was crazy. That's that's weird, dude. So that was my week. I haven't I haven't gone anywhere other than grocery stores or Bedrock. Sure, 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 sure. So, so were you able to get your mom a gift? I bought it online. <laughs> they're doing they're doing free shipping. It's it is what it is. That's good. Oh yeah, don't forget, listeners. Mother's Day is Sunday, the tenth. Yep. So, uh, if you do uh, promo code Uncanny on any uh, website, it should work. It should get get her a graphic novel. We gotta we gotta figure out something for True. Get her a graphic novel. Uncanny with. Now that we're open again, we gotta get some sort of uncanny discount. Uh, but anyway, getting into the news. Uh, Love Lovecraft Country trailer. Uh, Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams uh, is going to be are going to be doing uh, HBO's Big Summer series. Uh, it's based on a book by Matt Ruff. Um, the series follows Atticus Freeman, played by Jonathan Majors, as he joins up with his friend Letitia, um, played by Journey Smollett, and his uncle George, by Court, played by Courtney B. Courtney B. Vance, to embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search of his missing father. Uh, this begins a struggle to survive and overcome both racial terrors uh, of white America and the terrifying monsters that are ripped that could be ripped from a Lovecraft paperback. Um, it's ex- executive produced by series creator Misha Green, who also serves as showrunner. Green also wrote executive uh, and executive produced WGN America series Underground and serves as a staff writer on Heroes and Sons of Anarchy. Um, and then Jordan Peele's involved uh, via his Monkey Paw production studios, as is J.J. Abrams via Bad Robot. Uh, this trailer is awesome. If you haven't watched it already, go look at it. It's really cool. Um, I read the it book really a couple good. of years ago. Um, I remember liking it. Uh, I yeah, it seems really it. dope. Yeah. It, yeah, it's really fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I want to I read it. Um, and while, before I forget... Um, I don't know if either of you care about this. Did y'all ever watch Reno 911 back in the day? No. Some, yeah. Okay, well, it's coming to it's coming back to Quibi. Um, oh. Right, with the original cast and everything. Did That's you see cool. the clip that they put online, Dylan? No, I didn't. It's hilarious. It's them. It's So it's the Reno Police Department, uh, and they're having a meeting because they got a report that says they have not shot a single unarmed white person and how troubling that is. And so there's, <laughs> well, there's, I'm not saying to go shoot a white person, but you know, it would make us look better if you guys just went and did that. Okay. That's <laughs> hilarious. Was, that's oh, good. Man, it was so good. So that's coming to Quibi. So maybe, maybe Quibi's finally starting to get some stuff. Um, You're going to watch it on portrait mode. God. <laughs> yeah. I, I only, I only watch movies on portrait mode. Um, I need to cancel that free trial because it's that, that 90 day. They bank on me for getting, I think. Just set, a, set a reminder. That's what yeah. I did. Um, this is a big, big Uncanny Universe podcast news. Marvel's the maybe, new Maybe. Well, here's the article as written initially. <laughs> Marvel's The New Mutants is available for pre-order. The New Mutants is available for pre-order on Amazon. Those who want to lock in their copy of the Marvel film can purchase it in HD or SD. Who would buy SD? For $25.99. Um, as of this writing, the film is not available on pre-order for other sites, including Apple, iTunes, Vudu, whatever. Um, the New Mutants was one of those many films that was delayed due to the coronavirus outbreak. However, while other Disney films and Fox films landed new release dates, The New Mutants never received a new theatrical premiere date. The posting on Amazon indicates the, that the film may skip theaters entirely in favor of a VOD release. 
well now. so we put that in the news file i don't know probably i think i put it in there like around noon maybe one o'clock and then ron saw the updated article um i don't know like six six thirty maybe maybe yeah, yeah. around around like six thirty seven yeah yeah of that it has been taken down from yep. the amazon free order um so what does that mean did it, did uh, did Amazon accidentally just you know publish this thing or? Yeah, of course. No, no. Yeah, I don't think it's any indicator that this is a uh, definitely coming out first on. VR. I think it's definitely not. One hundred percent an indicator. Uh, no, Amazon. Oh, no, it's definitely coming out. How do you accidentally the... list a movie for sale? That's stupid. But they Dylan, definitely Dylan, did that on accident. Dylan, plenty, <laughs> they weren't supposed to show of, that. Plenty of movies go up for pre-order on VOD while they're still in theaters. Who's or before say, they come out in theaters, yeah. Well, that um, that's never time. happened, but it's something, some, Dylan, something always has to happen first, right? There always has to be a first mess up. You're right, and it, doesn't, not, have, and it doesn't have a theater date. It doesn't have a theater date because... <laughs> because, because you know, there's a crowded release schedule. You know, they're just trying to find the right place. They want the perfect spot because they really right. think it's mm-hmm. going to make a lot of money. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, for those you know that, for those that... I drop for, out of the bet. You're right. I should just stop. <laughs> uh uh, for those that are unaware of the bet, uh, Dylan, we have a we have a big spreadsheet of uh, ongoing bets. Of uh, Dylan has a bet with five for five dollars each to me and Ron. The New Mutants will be released on paid streaming or Fathom event. Um, and the, the the note there is that I will pay for Dylan's Fathom event ticket. We don't have written down when we made that bet, but we made that bet a long time ago. I think that has so- to be one of the first ones we made. If you were going to pay for my Fathom event ticket... Oh, no. I'm not paying for your voodoo. Or for your... That's, your the, same pr- <laughs> that's the same price. Yeah, but it that's not what it says. Is it the is the same price. price. But it, I, I think you should honor it. But that's not I what should it have says. worked on the wording some more. With this Be a man, dog. Nah. I'm good. Be a man of your word. Ron, oh, you're in on I, this bet, too. See, but I am a... I'm not buying your Fathom event ticket. I'll give you $5. <laughs> I oh, got no, okay. no, I will give you $5 as well, but... Now, so, so what if it comes out later on a Fathom event? Do I still owe you the money? If we decide to go to that. Okay. But it will never come out, it's even a Fathom event. <laughs> okay. So, of, did anybody know anybody go to the movies this weekend? No. They didn't open. Hey, it's right? open. In Houston? Uh, Star I thought they did. I think they're allowed to open, but I don't think they did. Gotcha. Yeah, Star Cinema gotcha, did gotcha, not. Gotcha, I know gotcha, that. Gotcha, gotcha, Star there's, Cinema, no movie, there's no movies to play. Right. Well, that's... Play the old one, dog. I mean, they don't even necessarily have the rights to them anymore. Like, yeah, they can't. On... They can't do sure, that. Sure, sure. Right. So, like, um, I've told, I mentioned my friend who works for um, a theater company. She was like, "What movies are we supposed to be playing? Just hook up the Apple TV to the projector and <laughs> have to watch <laughs> yeah. Tiger King, or what are we doing?" Um, I go to that. Well, yeah. Well, Just you might be able to go to that coming up soon uh, because. What a segue. Tiger King news. Nicolas Cage to play Joe Exotic in TV miniseries. Good lord. Um, Nicolas Cage has landed his first television role. Is that accurate? I guess so. Playing te- playing Tiger King. Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. Joe Exotic. Uh, according to Variety, the series will soon be shopped out. Uh, which will soon be shopped out. is based on Texas Monthly's Joe Exotic, A Dark Journey into the World of a Man Gone Wild by Leif Regstad. Uh, and it will be produced by Imagine Television and CBS TV Studios, executive produced by some guy uh, and some people. Um, hmm. and, okay. and Nicolas Cage is one of the producers, apparently. 
Of course. This is is this necessary? We already have a documentary about this, right? That just came out. Do we need a fictionalized dramatization of it, I guess? Yeah, dude. They love the Tiger King, man. I haven't watched it, so. I hadn't either have I. I don't care. What? What are y'all waiting on? I've heard people talk about it enough that I basically watched it already. I I hate to have that opinion, but I totally do have that opinion. It's like, I... You missed I'm the good. boat. Yeah, I don't... Same. Yeah, I'm, yeah. at that point. I'm I feel done. like if I watch Tiger King now, you I know, mean, it's over. It is pretty great, though. But we watch it when this TV show come out. Right, I'll watch the Nick Cage show, though. The dramatization? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch that all day. Isn't it Cage? I wonder who they're, who's going to play Carol Baskin. Uh, Scarlett Joe. Scarlett Joe. What do y'all know about her having not watched it? Uh, she, she, killed killed, she killed him. She killed mm-hmm. her husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fed him to a tiger, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's all I know. I know the song. Um, so Dylan can you tell me since you're the only one here who's seen it give me the plot of Tiger King in just like a couple of sentences um, insane <laughs> like maybe four different insane owners of tiger zoos are like just competing with each other and there's like murder there's murder attempts people go to jail people there's like polygamists there's oh boy there's a, it, it's crazy. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it all. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. So watch. And, don't f with cats. It's better. Okay. I need now, to finish that. Now, did you know that Joe Exotic was a pro wrestler at one point? That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. He's also a singer. I I heard that. I know he's got like CDs. He's gross. Yeah. Um, Star Wars recruits Thor Ragnarok's Taika Waititi for new film. Um, StarWars.com announced uh, the news on today, May the fourth, uh, while also announcing yes, uh, while also announcing a new Star Wars TV show heading to Disney Plus by writer uh, Les- Leslie Headland of Russian Doll, working with YTT on a screenplay for his new Star Wars film, is Christy Wilson Cairns, uh, who wrote 1917 and Last Night in Soho. Uh, she received the BAFTA for an outstanding British film uh, for 1917. Uh, reports of YTD being approached to helm a Star Wars movie first popped up in January. Um, this isn't, I guess, this isn't really a huge surprise. How do we feel about this? I'm down. No, no. I mean, oh. it'll be good. It definitely will be good. I love Taika Waititi. I know, but I know I love Taika Waititi, but these fans are never happy. Star Wars fans are going to destroy him or try. Oh to. yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And I don't think he would let himself do that. Like it. I don't think no. he, he doesn't seem like the type of guy that would get that would get to him too much, you know. He'd probably no. be like, "Well, I don't care. My movie's good," you know. I don't think it'll be like the Ryan Johnson approach, and that'll just make him even matter. Right. But and then they'll do a trilogy together. Oh, let go. And then I'm and down. Then, yeah. With J.J. Abrams also. Right. Um, this is a, this is a this is an interesting story. So John Cena uh, continues his Make a Wish visits amid the pandemic. There's a picture of him with a mask on visiting someone. Uh, he has the world record for over 650 wishes for Make a Wish. Um, he, wow, I, that's insane! Like he, like I, I was reading an article about John Cena doing this uh, the other day. It's like he, he would fly, rent a car, drive three hours, spend three hours with this kid, and then drive three hours back and go fly home. Like he's so dedicated to this Make a Wish Foundation. He's like the face of the organization at this point. 
Um, so yeah, he's uh, just you know good, 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 good stuff out there with John Cena. He, yeah, he he's come a long dope. way from getting made fun of by everybody. You know, <laughs> if if Ron remembers back when. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I definitely remember for sure. He was just like this loser that nobody liked. I mean, not loser. He was he was he was a rap god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he was. Do you he know he was a rapper? Yeah, that was his yeah, 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 yeah. He used to do uh, what do you call them? Battle raps in the ring oh, with no. people. Yeah, he would he come out and freestyle with people, and it was the worst, corniest crap. No, it was great, dog. Oh, I mean, it was great. I loved it. The one he did with Kurt Angle was just like you memorable. can't see me. My time is now. Come on, come on. He bro. had an album. It's on Spotify. Yeah, he does have an album. It's actually the best album put out by a wrestler i'll say that it's better than the hulk hogan album and the macho man album oh dream big yeah right um just listen to that john cena song instead his theme song no the one that like that that south african oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yes that song is that song is good her name yeah. is show show s-h-o Get up. right good. Um, Scarlett Johansson, Margot Robbie, and more take part in awesome Boss B Fight Challenge video. Um, there are a few of these TikTok, fi- TikTok fight videos doing the rounds online, but we think you'll agree that this is the best yet. Actress and stuntwoman Zoe Bell has rounded up some big names to take part in the Boss B Word Fighting Challenge, uh, featuring the likes of Margot, Margot Robbie, Scarlett Johansson, Rosario Dawson, Dandy Newton, and many more. I saw Juliet Lewis in there. Um, yeah, she got everyone somehow. How'd they get how'd they get all these famous people to do this? I know. I mean they're not doing they're anything. They're not doing else. nothing else. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I think the stunt community just is friends with a lot of actors, you know? Or yeah. they they know them, they have the hookup. Well, I know Zoe Bell yeah. is a pretty well known stunt person. There's a documentary about her uh, called Oh really? Double Dare, I think. With well, that's a movie without doing any research. But I'm pretty sure it's called Double Dare. She she does she did uh, Uma Thurman stunts for Kill Bill. I think she was doubled for Lucy Lawless on Xena. Oh yeah, Lucy Lawless was in the video too. Oh well, there you go. Um, That's pretty cool. Now, so is this this is a meme, right? Like, there's a bunch of other videos that are kind of like this. Yeah, there's a ton of them like that. It's a TikTok trend. Okay, so I didn't know that, but they parodied this on AEW Dynamite last week, and I didn't know what they were doing. Like, oh for real, right? And they, but the week before they parodied also TikTok dance stuff, and they had like, like they did their own version of it, or was uh-huh, it yeah. a joke? No, they did their own version of it, like with, with the bad guy, like you know, group of wrestlers. They, they did this okay. little thing, and the, but then they so, also so had, they like, did it. They did it before this one, then. Yeah, I guess so. It was last Wednesday, and they had like, Lou Ferrigno was in it, holding a taser. It was really weird. Um. <laughs> But that's how it ended. It ended with Chris Jericho going, that was really cool. Is that Lou Ferrigno with a taste? We should do, we should do a Bedrock one. Absolutely. Well, we, did a, we did a Bedrock City Harlem Shake, so, I mean, we got to get on. We haven't, done a, we haven't ah. done a trend in a while. Is it too late already to do this, though? To do a Harlem Shake? No. Uh, no, a fight challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, let's do a Harlem Shake. <laughs> let's do a I mannequin think... challenge. Bro, let's go. Wait, what's the mannequin challenge? Where you just stand still in a room, a bunch of people. Oh, that's hilarious! Or, yeah, that's or a do super, the, super old one. Or we okay. can do the ALS, ALS ice bucket. <laughs> yeah, let's do the ice. There we go. Ice Maybe. bucket challenge. I mean, I guess this is this is like the the one that's uh, current. So we could do it. That sounds like a pain in the butt to edit, though. Like I don't want to do all that. 
I have fun editing it, but I I would just need everyone to like agree to do one. How does it work? Do you does one person do one and then they send it to the next person and they do it and it's just like a chain? No. Like everyone so you agree to edit it and then everyone just films theirs and you put them together in whatever order you want. Right. And... No, no, no. Because with this one, like they would throw water at each other or dirt or like But you uh, have to like plan it out. You have to be like throw like someone would throw a puzzle, the other one, the other one would be hit with So I, yeah, I saw that one, the puzzle one that just popped up, but Okay. Oh, you just gotta plan it out with what we you got around the house. How hard could it be? How hard could it be? Like if I'll, me and Michael have Xbox controllers, right? So yeah, right, exactly. Or so Xbox controllers or whatever. Right. Uh, we work at a comic book store. A lot of us have the same crap. And so we, could also, we could also do it at work. You know. Well, that's also I need, true. I need to buy like a package of punch sounds or something. You know. <laughs> where do you right. Where do you get that? Uh, let us know on Twitter. www.punchclips.com. Punch clips. <laughs> It sounds like some like middle schoolers, like UFC blog. Um, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars Battlefront Three reportedly scrapped, but we may be getting a Jedi Fallen Order sequel. Dice confirmed last week that uh, Scarif that, that the recent Scarif expansion for Star Wars Battlefront Three will be its last. Two will be its last. While they promise support for years to come, a new report claims that it won't sur- won't involve a third installment, according to Bespin Bulletin. Uh, which has been a reliable source of news many times in the past. Dice is instead focused on the next installment of the Battlefield franchise. Um, on the plus side, there is some good news uh, for EA's uh, Jedi Fallen Order series of games. The Instagram page also claims that a second chapter is slated for sometime in 2022. 2022, uh, a move which will definitely, uh, which definitely makes sense after how well the first one performed. I didn't get Je- uh, Fallen Order. I need to. It's good, dude. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Okay. Who's the? They just announced that they um, released a bunch of free content. Yeah, Brandon was telling me about about that today. In in our picture here, who's the little dude with the weird head? I forget his name, but he's uh, He's he helps. um, That's my baby Yoda. His baby Yoda. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, new GI Joe movie in the works from. I don't know what that word is. Saberg. Saberg writers. Seberg. I think so. It's a Kristen Stewart movie about where she plays a French actress. Okay. From Which Seabird, is really right? weird because it has nothing to do with this genre. But Right. Uh, and it will continue Snake Eyes' story. Um, in addition to Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, Paramount Pictures and Hasbro have another Joe movie in the works with the writing team of Joe Shrapnel and Anna Waterhouse. Is that guy's name Joe Shrapnel? Oh, Shrapnel. Shrapnel? Okay. Whatever. Those people. <laughs> Um, although this untitled project is described as a follow-up to the Snake Eyes movie, whatever. I'm not reading the rest of this. That's crazy. They're planning on it a won't sequel. be a direct sequel. Snake it'll Eyes? just be like he'll be in it, but it'll be like a GI Joe movie. They they think Snake Eyes is going to make enough money to make. No, they don't care, fam. They're going to release it regardless. Wow, they're going to hate me regardless. Snake Eyes is going to be straight to video. VOD. 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 What's gonna happen? People are gonna be mad. I'm calling it now. People are gonna be mad that he's not gonna wear his mask very much in the movie. You know, no, he so? has to wear it a lot now because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Everybody gonna have masks in the movie. You're right. They're gonna, they're gonna, Mar- Netflix is gonna revive Iron Fist. Ooh. <laughs> uh huh. Um, Tenant news. Uh, Christopher Nolan is reportedly responsible for the movie not moving from its July release date. Um. Christopher Nolan is a huge supporter of the theatrical experience, but is the filmmaker now risking people's health by advocating for cinemas to reopen? Last month, uh, he even appealed to Congress to aid theaters after they were forced to close their doors. 
arguing that people will need to will need quote the collective human engagement that the movie is going that the movie going experience delivers. However, in a recent earnings conference call with the IMAX CEO, uh, it was revealed that Nolan that, that it's Nolan who's pushing for his new movie Tenet to maintain its July release date and not be pushed forward. Quote, I don't know anyone in America who is pushing harder than Chris Nolan to have theaters open and have his movie released in July when it's scheduled before. What do we think about that? I don't get why this is what he's championing. Like, this is the hill he wants to die on, you know? Right. Like, having theaters open a couple months early, like, like I don't know. It's the, the collective human engagement isn't that crucial. Man, that sounds a lot like David Lynch. <laughs> I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to risk my life for risk it all for Tenet. You know. I, I mean, I want to see. But Tenet I will go. I want. I really want to see Tenet, but like, bro, let's if, go. If it's VOD, I will watch it from my house. I got a nice. If, TV. Bro, whatever. Yeah, if it's all, if it's only about the collective human engagement, just put it on VOD so families can watch it at home. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know. This it sounds a lot like uh, the David Lynch stuff back when he was rallying against watching movies on cell phones. Like it sounds like very like. No, the only way to experience my movie is on a on a screen, a, a big theatrical screen. But this is like irresponsible. You're like you're wasting Congress's time saying like, please open theater. I want my movie to play. Like, come on. And I why is he so Nolan, married but... to this July release date? Like, w- your movie will be just as good in November. Yeah, this movie is going to be good, no doubt. Like, it will make it will make less money in July. You know? Yeah. I mean, no. I guess it's good that he's that theaters have someone on their side, but like, just just be patient. Like, I can't imagine going back to the theaters anytime soon. Bro, I'm going this weekend. Let's go. What you gonna go see? Bloodshot. It's all that. Yeah, we go rewatch <laughs> Bloodshot. Dog. God. What if, man? That's it's Bloodshot or Onward. I guess. I can watch Onward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you about my plan when the movies reopen? No. Go ahead. I think this is the smartest thing. Hear me out. Go ahead. Don't go to the Thursday showing. Go to the Friday first showing of the day because it'll be cleaner. No one will have been in the theater for like at least 12 hours, you know? That's the right call. Yeah. Well, Regal probably cleans overnight. I don't think AMC ever does. But if you go to a Regal, (laughs) if you go to a Regal first show time of the day on Friday, not Saturday, Friday. I think that's 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 the that's the move. <laughs> Guaranteed to be clean. Yeah. So Wonder Woman, if that still comes out in August, we got we got to plan on that. Friday, Friday morning. Bet. What is I'm our going, next? I'm not going to no Dunvale. Oh God. No. What's our next scheduled movie? Like, is it? I guess Wonder Woman at this point. It's Tenet, right? Isn't that on the list or no? Uh yeah. Oh yeah, Tenet is on the list, but that's not coming out. I mean, I guess it is. I it's mean, not. you said the I next schedule. That's still scheduled, dog. It is still, yeah, it is. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't even looked at our power rankings chart. No, nope, not usually, even. Like, What's I'm the looking point? At, usually, I'm looking at this thing like weekly. You know. Yep. But we've only reviewed three movies. Two. I thought three. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Birds of Prey, Sonic, and Bloodshot. Okay, my bad. I Birds forgot. of Prey was this year. Forgot Sonic. <laughs> yeah. So so we just grade it now. Uh which one? Just grade the power rankings. One, two, three. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, let's score it right now. Someone'll win. I mean, yeah. Got a five way tie. <laughs> For real, huh? I mean with that what three hundred dollar pot? I'm I'm looking at it like the next scheduled movies uh without 
that that were in order were Mulan, New Mutants, No Time to Die, Black Widow, Fast and the Furious, Wonder Woman, Top Gun, Ghostbusters, Tenet. So Tenet is the only one of those movies that hasn't moved yet. Word. And then after that is Morbius, The King's Man, Halloween, Kills, Snake Eyes, whatever. The so, movies we can't, a bunch of movies you can't see in uh, in uh, AMC and Regal, right? Yeah, for for now. Yep. <laughs> I'm just hoping. I'm hoping you can see Black Widow in November. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, Space Jam: A New Legacy star LeBron James re- reveals the sequel's official logo on a hat on his Instagram. On oh. a hat? Yeah, it was him on uh, his Instagram posting, pointing a picture to his hat, and he had the logo on it. Cool. So one of y'all said like last me. week that this movie was never happening. That's me. I've been saying that. It's still not happening. Oh, okay. I mean, you might be right. Is this the new bet, though? I mean, I'll take it. I'll do it. Let's see. <laughs> Michael. Got bets. a chance to win your $5 back. Oh, am I going to put $5 on this? <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, okay, look. I'm going to say Space Jam does not come out in 20... Hmm. Oh, we're putting a date on it. I mean, that's, I can't say never because then the bet never expires. You know, there has to be an expiration date. Oh, yeah, um, you're right. I mean, at that point, you're putting it out at 2024, maybe? Well, I'm going to say, like, it doesn't come 2023? out. 2023? It, it, it doesn't come out through 2022. Okay. Dylan? That's the longest bet. Sure, I don't care. Wait, that's <laughs> not probably not going to happen, but whatever. It's not going to film until next year. At least. At least. Oh, there's a bet with Dylan and Ron that Godzilla and Kong will get pushed to 2021. Has that happened yet? <laughs> yes. There, all right. Well, I mean, that, at this point, you have to. Does yeah. that count as me winning? Absolutely, it does. Uh, we does also it? have Morbius will be pushed back to 2021. I win $5 on that. No, yeah, that's, that's not kinda, fair. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. So are we wiping those <laughs> those bets? You those pushes? Yeah. I don't know Man. if we should profit off. like COVID nineteen one. I say that when I'm that like, point. "Give me my new mutants money." Okay, I'm but let's be real. That was always going to be regardless. that was always going to be video video on demand. Yeah, I'm putting it right now underpaid that it was paid by COVID. Bet. Um. Anyway, uh, next story is <laughs> what Hercules live action remake officially in the works. You added some stuff that I didn't see. Who needs this? Yeah, right. Who cares? All this nonsense. I um, care. I used to. I like this movie. Fine. I used to love it. Sure, but I don't care. But not I a live Hercules. action. It's one of my favorite Disney movies. Billy, you know the live action is not going to be good. Maybe it'll be like Beauty and the Beast or something, like more faithful, more paint by numbers. Maybe. Uh huh. Or like, or it'll be like Lion King. It'll just be like a worse version. I used to love the TV series. Actually, did you watch that? No, it's not on Disney Plus. I don't think that's weird. I I remember looking for it when Disney Plus first came out, but but we need Ariana Grande to play Meg. She's campaigning for it. <laughs> okay. Um, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four director confirms Amazon's spinoff. Wait, wait, wait! Uh, One second. Oh, go ahead. More more evidence for Hercules. The Russo brothers are producing it. It might be good. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, Still, though. all right. Podcast so- bet Hercules will be good. No, let's wait a little bit. Yeah, next year. <laughs> I'm not ready to... Wait till, uh, wait till it starts filming. Yeah, right. 
so Wonder Woman 1984 director confirms there's going to be an Amazon's spinoff. Um, I can read this whole long thing here. Um, I can summarize it for you. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Patty, Patty Jenkins mentioned the Amazon spinoff of that Brazil thing last year. Or someone mentioned it that said that she said it, but now she's confirmed it. She's like, she's not going to direct it. She just wants to produce it. Um, she has an arc in mind for the first movie and the second movie, and then an Amazon movie, and then a third movie. So she's picturing it in between Wonder Woman 2 and Wonder Woman 3. Okay. So that gives me hope maybe that it won't be like an like a Amazon prequel, because I don't want that, you know? Right. Sure. But I thought this was, I envisioned that when we first talked about it, I thought it was going to be like a show or like a TV thing, you know, like a streaming. Sure. I don't see a big budget theater movie about the Amazons. No, me neither. It could be about Artemis, I guess, but it's like, it's like, it's like that version of Aquaman, that, that trench movie that they announced, you know? Right. About the trench. (laughs) I mean, everybody loves the the trench scene, right? (laughs) like a whole movie uh amc and regal theaters will no longer play universal movies in response to trolls world tour success and then the picture we have here is a scowling john cena he looks like a candle doesn't he (laughs) (laughs) if you if you had a john cena candle yeah so this this story's been making the rounds a lot and uh yeah so i'm sure this will get handled this isn't going to be a permanent thing no he mad dog I think this is like uh, Disney and Sony with Spider-Man. I think. Yeah, definitely. But I'm glad theaters are sticking up for themselves, you know? Absolutely. Because now Universal's like, oh, we're just going to do this all the time. But like like the backstory is theaters and all the studios have an agreement to, I think it's, it's like 72 days from when the movie comes out. You can put it on video on demand and then 90 days you can put it on Blu-ray. You know how things come out right. on streaming before Blu-ray? Right. That's why, that's why because they have to wait those certain amount of days. But now Universal's like, eh, we're not going to do that anymore. We're just going to put it out on streaming um, quickly. But theaters are like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. They don't need Universal that badly. They don't bring in that much money. Universal's going to cave. Of course they will. Um, the Oscars and Golden Globes have changed el- el- um, I'm sorry, eligibility rules uh, as a result of COVID-19. Um, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences have voted to allow movies that forego a theatrical run to be eligible for the Oscars. This is a huge change, but a necessary one, especially as not even blockbusters are able to play in front of people in theaters right now. Um, never mind the sort of films which often dominate award season. Um, in previous years, streaming platforms like Amazon Prime and Netflix had to ensure that any movies they wanted to submit for consideration had a limited theatrical uh, run, hence why The Irishman arrived in theaters briefly last year. Uh, I mean, this just makes sense. And yeah. I imagine they will, that they will keep this rule around. You think they'll keep going with this after yeah. COVID? I think so. Because... I don't know. Not, 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 if, not if Marty has anything to say about it. Well, Marty's full of crap. Like, Marty made a streaming movie. It got a very limited release. That, <laughs> like, come on, Marty. Quit it. Yeah. I hope um, they keep this around. I don't think it... I think it's a little it's, archaic to say it needs to be in a theater. It know? doesn't cheapen a movie to be not released theatrically. 
it's like um you know does the same thing apply to books like is a book that is only released as a kindle is it somehow inferior to i think there is like a level of prestige for things that that get a theatrical release you know like it's been prioritized so that's true it might be better but oscar movies are cheap and yeah you know i don't think this will change much because if a studio is paying to put it in the theater then they're paying to promote it and you need to do like a campaign to get nominated for an oscar you know right so i don't think we'll hear about like some surprise streaming movie like right something like, you've oh, never heard like of. oh bright gets an oscar nomination yeah. now or something those Bro, are terrible, Bro, terrible Bro. example but you know what i mean like Charles i don't think World, it'll be great. tour it's gonna happen <laughs> Um, but uh, Marvel announces Fury Files series coming to Disney Plus. Um, that's exciting. Um, I don't understand pro- what this is. Uh, let's read it and find out. Uh, with productions around the globe coming to a halt dur- dur- uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, it appears that Marvel has managed to f- uh, create some new content for Disney Plus titled Fury Files. The series is set to focus on a number of Marvel heroes and villains using motion comic art and scenes from the animated TV shows like Avengers, Earth, Mightiest Heroes, and X-Men, the animated series. So this sounds like um, one of those kind of like the Fact Files magazines that come with the little Marvel chess figures. You know, it's just like a Fury giving you a dossier on Wolverine or something. Is it going to be Samuel L. Jackson? Probably not, right? Mm. You would hope so. I I don't think he's going to do this. No. I mean, if they pay him. Yeah, you're right. But Bucks. They're going to pay him to narrate motion comics and stuff. Like, it's going to start streaming May 15th. I guess we'll find out soon. Fury Files episode? That's what it, I guess so. Um, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise plots movie to shoot in space with Elon Musk's SpaceX. Deadline is reporting that Tom Cruise and Elon Musk's SpaceX are working on a project with NASA, that will be the first, oh my God, narrative feature film and action adventure to be shot in outer space. It's not a Mission Impossible film, and no studio is in the mix at this stage, but look for more news as they get it. But this is real, albeit in the early stages of liftoff. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. That sounds like a Tom Cruise movie. No, it's that's, a Tom Cruise thing. Yeah. That's the next logical move, right? I mean, he's already done all this weird plane crap, you know. I hope it's the next Fast and Furious movie. He's a villain. That'd be cool. I mean, it'd be pretty neat. I, I don't care about Tom Cruise in any real regard, but... I mean, a, his stunts are impressive. Right. So. His stunts are impressive. It'd be cool to see. I don't care at all about, like, his name being attached to anything. That doesn't... you know. Gone Space seems dangerous, though, like, for a movie, you know? Nah, but... How do they sign off on that? The art, you know? Xenu, Xenu will protect him. Wow. <laughs> um, well, we, we're uh, we're pretty deep into this, so I guess we should probably actually talk about uh, the movie that we watched for this week. Um, this week, uh, we watched Ghost World, um, starring Thora Birch, Scarlett Johansson, and Steve Buscemi, um, directed by some people. Directed by, uh, oh, Terry Zweigoff. Terry Zweigoff. Um, and written by Daniel Close, who also wrote the graphic novel, which he, in, uh, reading uh, interviews with him about how he wrote it is very interesting. Um, like he, he wrote a one-to-one adaptation and then threw it away and hated it and then wrote something from scratch and hated it and then went back and did some hybrid. Um, so 
There's that. But then, anyway, um, the the movie focuses on the lives of Enid and Rebecca, uh, two teenage outsiders in an unnamed American city. They face a rift in their relationship as Enid takes an interest in an older man named Seymour, uh, played by Steve Buscemi, and becomes determined to help his romantic life. It uh, debuted uh, in 2001, um, and it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, so I've seen this movie a long time ago. I saw this movie probably when I was in high school, which would make sense. Oh, really? High school, 2000 to 2004. So yeah, I'm sure I saw this in, in high school because I, it, I had it on tape. No, oh. no, I didn't. I had it on DVD. I had it on DVD. And then I had this on tape. But it, it, what about you, Dylan? I know you had never seen it. I had heard of it, but I'd never seen it. Okay. It was on my radar, but that was it. And, and it was like a, a cult classic kind of. Right. I think it's shown, it's shown at River Oaks. I'm like, huh, what's that? And then that's it. It's one of those early um, indie comic adaptation movies, you know, that isn't. It's one of those comic book adaptation movies that people forget is a comic book. You sure. know? Um, what about you, Ron? Had you heard of this or never heard of it until we were gonna review it? Really? So that's how that works? Yeah. Wow. Didn't know anything you, about it. You, okay, so did you go in completely like hella blind? Super, did you watch super a trailer? Blind. Blind. Wow. And speaking of, I I told you all this, but uh, I said on a podcast, I watched this movie at about four a.m. in the morning. Oh boy. So you know, fun times. Okay. One eye open. Oh well, yeah. No, I was fully awake, unfortunately. No, okay. Um, have any of us read the graphic novel? Nope. I have, and I don't like it. I read about half. I, it is a, a rough read, for sure. I, I like the movie quite a bit, but I and I, I saw the movie first, and then went to get to the graphic novel, and was like, oh, this is... Same, movie really first, then, uh, then book. Um, so... This movie to me reminds me a lot of the late, well, or mid to late '90s independent stuff, like your Richard Linkletter, Slacker, Kevin Smith, Clerks, mm-hmm. stuff like you know that kind of a vibe. Um, which makes sense because Terry Zwigoff did work with Kevin Smith on some things. I don't remember what. Um, definitely Clerk Bob for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the director um, does have um, Der- Terry Zwigoff. Dylan, are you familiar with him? No. Okay, he did. You would know from Art School Confidential, maybe. Yeah, I looked him. I, I guess I wasn't familiar, but when I looked him up for this, I saw the other stuff he'd done. I'd be like, oh, okay. And Bad Santa. Yeah. And uh, Crumb, the movie about the cartoonist uh, Harry Crumb. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, I I really liked this movie. Um, I thought it. Um, are we? Spoilers for Ghost World, minor spoilers. Yeah. I mean, there's not yeah. like a ton. You can't of really spoil this movie. No. Um, I mean, I, I guess the ending is a little bit. Um, I so on here on our on our little uh, chart of things to talk about. There, there's there's the cinematog- cinematography. I I actually think it looks very good for, for what it is. Yeah. For a 2001 movie. For, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For a 2001 movie. Um. It's kind of dated. Um, some oh, of the dialogue, yeah. I should say, is dated. Like, they make jokes that are not appropriate, you know. Mm-hmm. 
and some of the stupid characters are too stupid to actually exist. Yeah. Right. You know, but I think I, I attribute that to being like the comic. The, the central three characters are totally believable. And Enid played by Thora Birch is the worst. I, I, like, oh, she, I yeah. can't imagine. Like I know people like that and I've known people like that. And it's just so I hate it so much. You feel yeah. bad for um, Scarlett. Rebecca? Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. It's like, yeah. oh, you're her friend? That's rough. <laughs> right? And you feel so bad for Steve Buscemi's uh, character, Seymour. Yeah, for sure. Like, so to give you an idea of why Enid is so horrible, like, they find, in the beginning of the movie, they find up, they're going through the personals ads, and they find one that seems particularly sad and funny to them. And they decide to call this guy and uh, set up a date like it's a set up a date with this guy and they stand him up and then they, you know, laugh about him and draw a picture about him. And then Scarlett Johansson's character forgets about it and moves on. And then they Thora Birch's character decides to, you know, pursue and talk more and find of out course. more about this guy and um, becomes his friend and then tries to hook him up with people. And it's funny. I haven't watched this movie since I worked at bedrock. Um, but having worked at a store that deals with obsessive collectors, I totally felt like I know all those people that are at Seymour's party for the record collecting. Oh yeah, he's dude. a record collector, mm-hmm. and I, it, it's it's so spot on all of that. Um, what we know lots of Seymours. Oh yes. yeah, absolutely. Um, how do you feel about the acting by the by the central three people in this movie? I thought they were really believable. They had that deadpan kind of, you know. Counterculture. I guess. I guess humor, dark humor, but yeah, totally. Um, like you're right, the dialogue was really dated, but everything teen, early two thousands, nineties is. I feel like. Right. Like if you read Runaways, it's they say the R word too. It's like. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. No, I thought they. I thought the acting was great. Yeah, I did too. Um, they were both. I think Thora Birds was nominated for a Golden Globe for this, and okay. Steve. Oh, Buscemi. Are we I, saying Buscemi or Buscemi? I say Buscemi. I thought it was um, Buscemi, okay. right? So it's Buscemi. I, I grew up saying Buscemi. Like, yeah. So well, but, that's how he says it, but like it's Italian, and the Italian way to say it is Buscemi. So I don't know. It's, He's it's saying weird. it wrong is the thing. Right. Because I grew up saying Buscemi because my mom said Buscemi. And, yeah. Makes sense. and then... I hear in interviews people call him Steve Buscemi. I'm like, oh well, I guess that's it. There's a clip you can find of him talking about it. Um, about his name? I still unconflicted. I don't know what to call him. I I I'm a big fan Mofo. of him just in general. Like, no, he was solid. He was, he was good. Um, I didn't like his. There, all these characters are unlikable. Right. Oh well, yeah. Re- Rebecca is like the most likable of the three. But sure. barely. Like she sucks I mean, too. It, well, yeah, she does, but she's not as outwardly horrible. Not as yeah, as horrible as Thora and and, and Seymour is just creepy. I thought so. Yes. Yeah. Were we yeah. were we supposed to think he wasn't? I was confused about that. I can't tell, tell what they how they were what we were supposed to get from that. I don't know if you're supposed to think he's creepy or not. Um, I think you're supposed to just think he's sad. Not nah, sad as in like he's sad, but sad as in like you're supposed to pity him. Sure. I mean, I guess I pity him, but. I mean, do you though? Yeah, he's just kind of like a, lo- a loser, you know. I don't. 
I don't pity him at all. <laughs> so that, I mean, but then I he do. hooks up with an eighteen-year-old girl, and that's kind of weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 that is very weird. Um, I mean, he was. There were red flags from the beginning, which I was like, "Is this because of the time, or is this because of like, is it okay to invite? It's never okay, obviously, but right. Like in movies at that time, is it more normal acceptable? for like an adult man to invite an eighteen-year-old girl into his apartment? Right. Even, I mean. He, I really think he probably didn't have any like sexual intentions because he was wanting to show her his record. Yeah, but yeah. like you, the optics are bad. Right. Absolutely. I know. No, you're right. Um, but I, um, my favorite minor character in the movie is the art teacher. She's oh my gosh, the God, worst. I hate her. Everyone's so awful. She's so horrible, and I like I've known that person. You know what I mean? Like. Just who are you? Um, I I love this movie. Um, I like so, that scene when Thor bought the um, when she brought that painting. Oh yeah, the, of uh, the, the, yeah. the chicken place, the yeah. racist painting, the racist, the racist painting. painting. Yeah, you know the teacher was losing her mind. Yeah, it was I, good. I mean, I understand it's not what it's about, but I wish we had gotten to see more of the scene where Seymour gets in trouble for that. Yeah, for sure. It's like he just gets called into the office for this racist painting thing. It's like what happened i want to know like um but so this movie was pretty low box office i mean obviously it's not it's not exciting the poster is white with the two girls on it standing far away um and it's like book smart but 2001 yeah yeah i guess so so what has thora birch been doing like i don't think i don't remember her being in any really any movies lately yeah, I, I looked know. it up. I don't think she's been in anything super recent. In, anything to speak of. Yeah. Because she had like a super promising career because she was in this. She was in American Beauty. Um, Hocus Pocus. She was in a lot of movies that were, yeah. were good. And then like I'm looking at it. And then after this, like there's a bunch of movies I've never heard of. Uh, and I'm looking at it. Yeah, there's a lot of movies on here that I've never heard of, except for The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which came out last year. That's what it was. That was the that was the one. Right. I didn't I didn't know Scar Joe was in this movie either. Yeah. I had no clue. Well, yeah, her like, career obviously that. took off. Um yeah. was one of her earlier movies. Oh yeah. Movie? yeah, yeah, yeah. One of her earlier movies. Um I I don't know exactly I don't have some interesting thing about a young It's definitely Star not her Joe. first. She was like a kid actor too, but oh, okay. Like Dora. Yeah, this is um Wow, this is like her one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth movie. Oh wow! This, that, she had three movies that came out that year. Mm. That's work crazy. Or can't yeah. play hard. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, and then she's had you know a, a bajillion movies come out since then. Obviously. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, it was it was pretty well received critically, but it didn't make any money. Oh, I mean, it made money, but you know, very low box office for what it was but it got an oscar nomination so you know it's now considered a cult classic sort of in that like donnie darko territory i think yeah that sounds about right um the the only real point of contention here with this movie is the ending which if you care about spoilers for ghost world uh thanks we uh, will see you next week but um so the ending of this movie is kind of um ambiguous um so earlier in the movie they it's established that they meet this guy 
who sits on a, a, a bus stop bench waiting for a, a bus that never shows up. You know, this guy's clearly crazy or whatever. Uh, and then towards the very end of the movie, the bus shows up and he gets on it and leaves. Yep. And, and then never understood that. Still right. Don't. And then, well, so do you know what this, what the controversy is about the end or is this going to be no. a surprise? I surprise. Okay. Uh, right about it too. Okay. Uh, I've known about this for a while. I disagree with it. I think it's supposed to be more artistic than it is a metaphor. Um, so finally one day Enid watches an empty bus without a destination, pulls up to the, not in service sign and carries Norman away, never to be seen again. Um, and then as her life falls apart um, and all the bad things happen to her, um, she goes and packs a bag and goes and sits on the bus stop and is also picked up by the same bus um, in a bus similar to Norman's with no you know, destination sign and has no license plate. Uh, it has no markings. Um, That's out of service or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's out of sync with its environment in a in a very old style bus as well, and um, she's like dressed in fifties attire too. I don't right. I don't know if they, I, I don't know if you can read into that because like she she dresses weird anyway. Weird, yeah. No, she looked way different in that last scene. She had like a uh, red dress, it, and it was filmed differently too. It was like they used a different camera. Um, oh, yeah, real? yeah. Um, Let's see, yeah. And remarkably, for Enid's heavily oppressive commercial landscape, no advertising placards in on the bus. Um, so it is thought to be a metaphor for suicide that she might oh. have killed herself at the end of the movie. So in a 2002 interview with Daniel Close and Terry Zweigoff were asked if the ending of the film was a metaphor for suicide, uh, Daniel replied, yeah, it could be. It's hard to figure out why people have that response. The first time I heard it, I said, what? You're out of your mind. What are you talking about? But I've heard that hundreds of times. So clearly to me, that is an unintentional metaphor. If, if the writer of the movie says he was surprised by people taking that, then it's not a metaphor. You know? I wonder what the comic writer thinks about it. Well, that's, that's, what, that's who was talking there. Oh, I thought that was the movie guy. Okay. Well, well the, the, the guy that wrote the comic wrote the movie. Okay. Um, well, so, that was my immediate thought. I, yeah, there's none of that's in the in the book, right? So there was no bus stuff. I thought there was. There was, but it's it's kind of somewhat. Different. It's different. The the, yeah. the book is different. Well, when I first, when I saw it, my first thought was like, is, "Did she kill herself? Like, is that what that is?" I, that was my go-to. Also, I, I don't I just thought it was so weird, so weird and out of place. I didn't like. I wasn't for sure like assuming that that's what happened, but I was like, is that what they want me to think that she killed herself? I don't know. It seems so out of place and unnecessary if that's not what they're saying. Right. I don't have an answer for what it is if it's not, but when the writer of the movie is saying he was surprised by people saying that, then I feel like it, if it, at the very least it wasn't on purpose. Sure. Um, Yeah. It doesn't seem like it was, but, but I could point of the old man doing it then. I don't get it. I, I don't know. Let's see. Like, I feel oh, like it's just put in there for no reason, you know? Just here's the, more um, in the background. The, the screenwriter and graphic novelist Daniel Close addressed these rumors by saying, um, it certainly never dawned on me, but maybe on some unconscious level, that's what I was thinking. I don't know. I wouldn't want to shoot down any theory necessarily, but I was somewhat shocked when that became the opinion of more people than just a few people. It becomes sort of an accepted, it, some, it becomes sort of accepted as one of the answers for that. I thought it was much more of a hopeful ending. Um, Zweigoff agrees, saying, I wanted it to be ambiguous, but my own feeling about it is that Enid was moving on with her life. 
Um, so meaning like we don't know where she's going and what she's doing um, because we don't need to. She has realized that she needs to move on in her life in any way possible. Um, you know, the metaphor. It didn't seem hopeful though. The, t- the no, tone it did, didn't seem it did, helpful. No, it definitely didn't. It did not seem hopeful. There was not like upbeat music or no, no, or no, lighting no. or or I don't know. Nothing about it was like oh, she's moving on. She's she's getting better. You know, it was just it was really bleak. So yeah, I don't know. That's the only reason I thought that. But I, I didn't like that part of a movie. That was my. I'm getting like nightmare on elm street vibes like sure just just ignore the last couple minutes of the movie i don't, I don't know I, it felt like there it switched to being like a really profound metaphorical allegory for something when the rest of the movie isn't like that and, that's so emblematic though of of 90s counterculture comics which is what this yeah is you're from, right you know so like it's like the the faux um you know intellectualism like look how smart i am with my ending or whatever. Was that? Do you think yeah. that was throughout the movie, or just this one scene? Uh, I think it was just this one th- one scene. I think this movie is uh, smart, and it, but I think it, I think it handles it well. Like I don't think it's pretentious for most of the movie. I got pretentious vibes a little bit, but not enough to put me off. Like sure, right, right, right. I felt like I felt like they were patting themselves on the back a little bit with certain things. Like, ugh, this is so good, but it was like it is, so it's fine. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, so overall, the book's a little worse. He puts himself in the book. Who? Daniel Close. Daniel Close. Yeah. Does he? All right. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let him um, go for a walk. Enid's Enid's going for a uh, on a date. Well, not a date, but he's she's meeting um, him, Daniel Close, and and that's uh, in the scene. Okay. But he never shows up because he's too good for her or something. Oh, interesting. Sense. Um, okay, so final thoughts on this. Are we rating okay. it or recommending um, or what? I think I think uh, what we do for things like this, right, is we do. I know I like how we never remember. I think what we do is like you know stream would you watch buy. It? Yeah. I w- I would recommend. I'd say it's definitely worth a stream for sure, a, a paid rental at the very least. Um, I don't know if everyone would want to watch it again. You know, I would want to watch I, it again. I like this movie quite a bit. I watched it for free with uh, commercials. Okay. I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> you wouldn't or you would? I would not, no. Okay. I would not recommend doing it. So Why is that? I don't think it's worth it. I feel like at this point, if you haven't watched it, you don't really care about it. Fair. Dylan? Um, I would recommend it. Uh, just know that you're getting like a dry... Dark, oh, like yeah. melancholy, kind of I, I uneventful. Next to nothing exciting about this movie, right? <laughs> there's no plot, really. You know, there's no no beginning, middle, and end, A to no. B journey. It's just watching these two girls like kind of meandering. You know, right? Yeah, I'm trying to. What's it a mix of? It's book smart meets something else. Clerks. Yeah. Well, yeah. or or slacker if you've seen that. Uh, which is what inspired Clerks, Richard Linklater's uh, Slacker, early '90s. Um, it's it, I haven't seen Booksmart, so I can't. Well, the only thing it has in similar, like, I feel like you don't see a lot of movies about just two or like just female friendship, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. 
Although this movie kind of started off like that and then wasn't. It was really only about one of them. Yeah, it was really... Yeah. It was Enid was the main character of the movie. I guess yeah, I... Most I was expecting it to be more of both of them. Sure. Yeah, Scar- Scarlett Johansson is definitely the side character in the movie. I right. think it's definitely worth checking out. Like, if you've never heard of it, check it out. But if if you know what this is and you haven't watched it, you're not, you're not going to get anything out of it. Like, if you've been yeah. putting it off for a decade... You're not, you're good. Maybe just wait till it's on something streaming, you know? Like it's on yeah. YouTube with commercials, right? Uh, I watched the Voodoo commercials. Or IMDb, okay. actually. Commercials. IMDb? Yeah. They got, they got movies on there? Yeah, darling. Okay. I know it's on YouTube with commercials also, but. Okay. I think, it, I don't, I think, feel like I would hate commercials in this movie. Oh, yeah, it was the worst. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh well, yeah, because it takes you right out of it, and you need to be I'm in already that dry, in dry here. Right, that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Later, guys. It's Ron. This is Dylan, and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Bye.